Do you know what it takes to move good to great? Are you almost where you need to be but not quite there yet? Find your way to success today. Welcome to the James Stentley Show with Dr. James Stentley. We've got the tips and guidance you need to propel your success to the next level. Now, here's your host, Dr. James Stentley. Well, good afternoon. It is Friday afternoon, and here we are. Today is the day the Lord has made. Let us all rejoice and be glad in it. I'm excited about the day. I believe that every day is a great day, and some days are just even better. This is going to be a better one. Look, I want to get right into this interview with this guest. I'm really excited about having this young lady to be a part of the Inspired to Speak with James Dentley show. Um, this lady is an icon of icons. Everywhere I go, I hear her name. She's like a legend, a myth. She's like a that, that she's like that 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 pure smoke that just kind of pops out of nowhere. And when 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 it takes form and shape, you know there's going to be some residue that's going to empower, impact, and enlighten your life, enlighten the load of your spirit as well. This has been an interesting week, guys. I've been down in Florida with the uh, board of advisors, and one of the key themes that we talked about this weekend was legacy. So this young lady is also going to help talk about how you tap into your legacy. We're going to pull everything we can out of her in the next 50 or so minutes. Uh, this young lady, Danielle, uh, excuse me, Reverend Dr. Danielle Winningham. She's the author of 14 different books. Uh, we're gonna talk about two of them specifically, and that's gonna be 21 ways to superfi- supersize your money. Woo, I must be, I'm not used to this heat out here. 21 ways to supersize your money and black gold. But also she's a former vice president of JP Morgan and Chase. She's known as the Harriet Tugman of the internet, has published over 5,000 videos, and just before we jumped on the line, she just completed three more videos and about 12 more to go. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome to the show, Reverend Dr. Danielle Winningham. Dr. Winningham, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Dr. Dinley. I appreciate being here. I don't know if it's because I've been in the mastermind and talking all week. I would, You know, I filmed yesterday for six hours straight. So I wonder, why is my mouth just not, just like coming up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well they get you. They get you. Yeah, it sneaks it snuck up on me. But I'll tell you, I'm really honored to have you here because um, uh, Cynthia Nago, Cynthia Armstead, and uh, Cynthia Armstead told me about you, and and then Cynthia Nago said I told Cynthia Armstead about her, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for those ladies. I love them to death, and who they are, what they stand for, their character, and everyone that I know who has worked with you, uh, they rent rave and just how you have blessed and touched their life. So really honored to have you here. Before our audience, you know, I told them a little bit about your, your background, your bio. Can you start off with kind of sharing with them just a little bit about your story? Who is Reverend Dr. Winningham? Absolutely. The part you don't know. The part you don't know is I was born in a very small city called Pulaski, Tennessee. And what it's known for is being the home of the Ku Klux Klan. That is what a Ku Klux Klan okay. got they find. Wow. And so that's how I grew up, believe it or not. So very oppressive conditions. One thing I tell you about my family, we were always happy. 
And I didn't realize until hindsight that we were super poor. I mean, super poor. I thought you shopped for groceries and clothes at church. I thought that's where everybody went to get groceries and everybody went, you know, didn't know they were donations. Wow. It always seemed like we had enough. Mm -hmm. But my grandmother and my grandfather, we call them Big Mom and Big Daddy, super gregarious, super pillars of the community. Everybody loved them. It was no end to the people that would drop off food and clothes and this and that. My grandmother had eight kids plus her grandkids. Oh. So there was a lot of people living in that house. <laughs> and so that's to me where I got my spirit of philanthropy. My mom was a giver. To this day, people talk about since she passed, they don't even get cards in the mail anymore. So, you know, we get that from somewhere. And it, it just seemed like back then when we had less, we gave more. Yeah. Hmm. If it makes sense what I'm saying, when collectively as a unit, as a mm -hmm. women as a gender, when we had less, we gave way more. I remember my mom being in these pods of women that knew when the layaway was going to start at Walmart and knew who was hiring and knew who was paying the most money. And then as we got more materially, it seemed like we got less as a community. Yeah. Wow. That's kind of interesting. As you're saying that, I'm thinking about a, a good friend of mine. And I used to always say that uh, he was such a giver. And if he had $10, he'd give you $9.75. But if he had $1,000 and he gave you $10, he'd hound you for that $10 back. Like it's nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got this thing. Yeah. So now that's that's where you got your spirit for the philanthropy. And now you went into corporate America. You went through college. You went through corporate, right? Right. What? Well, didn't do the college train. Okay. Talk right to, to me. work. That was another success story. I was one of the very few, few vice presidents at Chase. I got my college degrees at and after Chase, not before. So I was very few without a degree that could climb the ranks at that level. And that was just what my grandfather and grandmother taught me, just work ethic, community, partnerships, collaboration, some of the things I'm going to be talking about today that will make you a success wherever you go. Yeah, I love it. I, we're going to get right into that. But, you know, that's I said, said that when I met you the very first time. We're like kindred spirits. I think we were related because, see, my Ph.D. is a public high school degree as well. I have an honorary doctorate. Right. I public. I got a Ph.D., public high school degree. Just, just I tell people now I got an MBA, a massive bank account. Ah, I love it. I love when it. When you I have an MBA, don't nobody ask you where you went to school. Oh, we. You know what? You got a point. Wells Fargo, Bank of America. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I went to school. So we talk a lot about wealth and, and supersizing your money. You've been out there helping people, and I want to talk about a lot of things. So where you want to start? You want to start at 21 ways to supersize your money? You want to talk about black gold, the black girls rock? Where you want to go? Well, I, I want to start with just always try to give people tangible steps that they can take, right? Tangible things that they can do that makes an impact right now. You know, we live in a microwave society. Everybody wants right now information. You're absolutely right. Uh, when I met you, not only did I feel a kindred spirit, every time I look at your stuff, I said, that's, that's, that's me, you know. <laughs> that, that That's me all over. But I wanted to give them three tangible things that will help them understand what will bridge the gap in their knowledge of wealth. See, 
whatever school you go to, you got to make sure you get an education on money. I want them to type, if they listening, I want you to type in education because see, college won't teach you money. High school's not going to teach you money. And if you're in a circle of people who historically have not had money, they can't teach you money either. You got to remember the human condition is that we learn from other humans. Yeah. And so if you're in a circle of people who historically have not been exposed to money, unfortunately, you're not going to be exposed to money in that manner. So we have to be deliberate and purposeful, intentional Mm -hmm. in our getting an education about money, getting an understanding. The Bible says in all of your getting, make sure you get an understanding. So one of the reasons that we struggle is because we don't have an understanding of money. Number one, money is not scarce. There's no such thing as, and this is somebody, I worked at Chase until a day before my 16th year anniversary. Hmm. And in all my time at Chase, we never had an emergency meeting where they called us to the boardroom and said, y'all, we is in trouble because money is running short. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, I saw the opposite. Mm -hmm. I saw money run 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It, It challenged all of my beliefs about the first and the 15th. It challenged all of my beliefs about paydays on Friday. It challenged all of my beliefs about having to work a job in order to get paid. So I got to see so much money mm. being handed around without somebody working outside, working hard, breaking a sweat. And it made me say, what is this? Mm. I've never seen this in my life. Yeah. So it taught me something different about money. So there, there's no such thing as a scarcity of money. We don't have enough people teaching wealth, right? The right way to wealth, because you don't just do things for money. Yeah. If somebody comes to you and says, do this because you're going to make money, that's not the right thing. The Bible says up front, your gifts will make room for you. Deuteronomy 8 and 18 says, you, you have the power to create wealth. That means he gave you dominion and all the talents and gifts you need to make money. So there's something inherent to you that's been there since the day you was born mm-hmm. that will help you get as many riches as you can seek on the planet Earth. Yeah. We need to stop following the leader. Mm. Don't All do right. what they do. Do what you do. I love it. Now you can follow their strategy. Mm-hmm. But doing what they do just because they made a ton of money, the same thing that made them rich, may break you. Mm-hmm. Don't just chase other people's riches. You got to chase your own riches. But I wanted to bring three things that we really need to be mindful of. And I think that these three things are either underused or abused in our community. Okay. The first is counsel. It's three C's I'm going to give you today. The first is counsel. The Bible talks about wise counsel mm-hmm. and making sure that you have somebody to guide you along the way. Now, why should I pay for counsel? When people go to hire me and they ask me how much is it going to cost, and I give them a price, I want them to think about a couple of things. Mm 
Number one, I want them to think about where are you right now? Mm-hmm. And what are you willing to pay to get somewhere different? Yeah. I want you to think about the fact that the lessons I give you are not just right now lessons. Mm-hmm. If I teach you how to build a six-figure business, you will have that business in, in to infinity. Your kids will have that business. Your kids' kids will have that business. That's perpetual money. That's not a paycheck that expires when you leave. Yes. It's also freedom. Mm -hmm. The ability to work from anywhere in the world. It's also financial security because I'll bet on me before I bet on anybody else. Amen. Amen. So what are you willing to pay Mm -hmm. in order to have access to those things? Because you got to have counsel. Now, inability or unwillingness to hire counsel is going to cost you just as much money if not more, it's going to cost you more time, more frustration. You're going to be sitting out there. You might not, unfortunately, ever make it where you're going. Preach. I'll give you an example. If somebody says there is a million dollars for you in Hawaii, it's on one of them islands. We're not going to tell you which one. How much would you be willing to pay for a map? <laughs> You can say, I don't want to spend no money on no map. Go over here and try to figure it out. Okay, good luck. But how much would you be willing to pay for a map? Mm-hmm. You'd be crazy if you wouldn't pay 100000 for a map. You'd be crazy if you wouldn't pay 200000 for a map. If you had to pay $250,000 for a map that's going to get you to a million dollars, then that's what you need to do. Right. Period. But we don't we don't feel like we need to pay for strategy of things we've never, you've never built a business in your life. And some of the people that have, have never built a profitable because see, it ain't really a business until it turn a profit. Let's just be honest about that. You can go get many DBA, LLC, S-Corp, uh, uh, AT&T, MCIs that you want to get. Yeah. But until you turn a profit, it's not a business. Mm -hmm. So how many profitable businesses have you created? And if the answer to that is none, then why are you so remiss to get some help? Wow. Wow. You know, don't you, you ever felt like, um, you know, when I counsel people, it's as if people, they tie their identity to to everything they do and the story that they have accepted in their life. So if they don't think that they're worthy, then they'll go out and prove it. They'll make it so. They'll manifest that in their life. Someone t- told me, one of my mentors back in 1994, he said, if being who you are could get you what you wanted, you would have already had it. So you either change who you are or change what you want. And that. so what are your thoughts about how those two things connect, you know, to be able to heighten your level of understanding, as you said, above all things, heighten that level of understanding and the connection between that and the road to getting the things you want in your life, and why is it important in the first place? A lot of people say, well, money's not that important. Oh, my goodness. So I'm going to answer the first one really quick. The mm-hmm. first one is this quote that says, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. either way, you're right. All right, we got about 40 seconds, and we're going to go to a commercial break. I think it's about to get deep. You know, I had a friend of mine, Carlos Sequoia, he always says, it's about to go down. I think it's about to go down. 
in here because I know when that power starts coming out of you, I know where we're going here. So we just went through the first C, which was counsel. Okay, so I want you guys to write that down, counsel. If you have any questions on social media, bring them on in. We're going to bring them across the screen and we'll answer those questions. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to come back with the amazing Reverend Dr. Danielle Winningham. Be right back on the other side. Already Always Amazing's mission is to serve as a catalyst to provide education, training, economic development, and to build the capacity of our most vulnerable and underserved communities, children, seniors, and veterans. Dr. Dentley and his wife, Dr. Kara Scott Dentley, co-founder of Already Always Amazing, believe it is our duty to give back and help children achieve sustainable self-sufficiency. Already, Always Amazing provides support to organizations that serve our veterans so veterans can continue to make a major impact in this world. Already, Always Amazing, providing vital resources and education to individuals and organizations that are committed to doing good. Break this down. Time, money, knowledge. What do I teach? Exposure and revenue. There's so many great, great speakers, even some that I hope to hear myself. You don't need a business coach to be nice to you. You need a business coach to be honest with you. You need a business coach to understand that these are the things you've got to do to run that company. This question was brought to you by Already Always Amazing, amazing children, veterans, seniors, and oh yeah, amazing you. Hey, we're back with uh, Reverend Dr. Danielle Whittingham. We're talking about the three C's, the three C's, and we just covered, get, first of all, get counsel. So let's just go ahead. What's the second C? The second C is don't overlook corporate money. Corporate money. And see, something I didn't realize and it's even more predominant and more in your face right now, is these corporations are finally realizing that they have a, a social duty mm -hmm. to bridge the wealth gap for women and minority and veteran-owned businesses. Okay. They know that nobody handed us a check and said, go start a business. I was watching Blackish the other night. And the two guys was talking about how they started their business from their bootstraps. Their daddy gave them $5 million and said, go start your business and how they built it from the ground up. Well, if you had a $500 seed investment, you didn't quite build it from the ground up. Yeah. And so a lot of us don't have mm -hmm. that level of capital, whether it be business incubators to give us advice, whether it be grants. Uh, whether it be corporate contracts, mm -hmm. whether it be um, 
sponsorship money. There's so much money available out there that, again, because we don't have counsel and because we don't have the right connections, we don't even know that that money exists. And so we feel like we got to build our businesses, robbing Peter to pay Paul. And this is not the environment for a bootstrap business. That may have been the case 20 years ago, but the Internet is pay to play. Mm-hmm. You're going to pay in one way or the other. So the corporate money, now you say there's corporations out there. And the person said, well, there's corporations out there. Now, what do I do with that? Is that something you teach? Because I know you have a lot of courses, books. You've helped and mentored so many people. So is that a part of when a person works with you, they get they get involved to understanding that part of the process? Absolutely. It's, it's something that we don't do without. It's a standard part of my curriculum as of this year, teaching them how to even build a business credit as they go. Mm-hmm. It's a, there's good money and there's bad money. Mm-hmm. Teaching them how to get SBA money. You know, most people use bank money to build their businesses. They're not building their businesses out of their household or out of their paycheck or robbing Peter to pay Paul. But we've historically had such poor credit worthiness and not understood the value of credit worthiness that that becomes. Uh, you know, something that we can't do. We don't even know the two are not tied together, though. Mm -hmm. We don't know there's a difference between your personal credit and your business credit, and the two are not tied together. You can build business credit and still have horrible personal credit. Now, I hope you wouldn't. I hope you would learn from that and, you know, go fix it, but you can. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, you can repair personal credit, but business credit, you really can't repair that. Is that still true? It, no, because you can just start another business. There you go. <laughs> it's so, you know, look at your former president. Amen. And how many times he declared bankruptcy, pro, failed project after failed project. So, I mean, it's just it, it's just the things we don't know mm-hmm. that are our demise in business. What we don't know is, mm-hmm. is really what's keeping us behind. Yeah. See, and we, if we don't understand the law, then we then we feel like that we put our own judgment on it. I don't want to do that because if I do that. That's the wrong thing to do. But that is the legal thing to do. It's baked in to our tax law. Absolutely. And, and you look at uh, 50 cents mm-hmm. declared personal bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. A company had billions of dollars. There's a saying that says you have to understand the rules in order to be able to break them. Who are we? I got a pen here, see, you have to understand the rules in order to be able to break them. Absolutely. Because if you understand the rules and you haven't done anything morally wrong or legally wrong, are you wrong? Or was that just what your people taught you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. You know, (laughs) you have to understand the rules. And, you know, I have all these uh, interviews. They're always recorded, but I love to write. When people are talking, I love to write. It really simulates another way that you learn and you can absorb that. Ooh, and that's powerful. That's powerful. So corporate money. So in, in working with you and working with some of your programs, some of your stuff, I saw you do some wonderful things online. You can show people how to go out there and get corporate money if it's a woman, a minority, or a veteran. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's a strategy there. That these corporations have that money just there. The money, the knowledge, and my third C, the connections. Ah, okay. All right. 
C. That third C will feed you when you ain't got a dollar in your pocket. Mm -hmm. I think people fail to realize, and I'm very heavy on connectivity. And I tend to share a lot. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people say I overshare, but I never regret it. And I keep relationships. You have to do something for us not to be in a relationship anymore. Trust and believe. And most people that know me, if you say, oh, I don't like her, they're going to say, well, what did you do? <laughs> because I know the level of giving she gives to everybody around her, and not just the community, not trying to be their friend. It's just second nature. Yeah. It's just it's what I do. But I understood a long time ago that you have to treat relationships like bank accounts. The more you put into them, the harder it becomes to overdraw that relationship. Yeah. See, I'm far from perfect. Am I going to say something one day that may hurt somebody's uh, feelings? Absolutely. Am I going to do something one day that may hurt somebody's feelings? Absolutely. But if I walk more times in the intentional, and encourage and motivate and share and partner on the one-off occasion, they may give me grace. They may say, well, that's not who she is. You know, I've Mm -hmm. seen her and she must've had a bad day. We all do, Mm -hmm. but you gotta preserve those connections. You know, old school say, uh, what's the old school saying about friends, one is silver, and the other ones go, you know, keep new friends, make new friends, but keep the old. One is yeah. silver and the other one is gold. And people don't understand that the nature of your connections mm-hmm. has a lot to do with yeah. where you're able to show up. Absolutely. Now, I know you want to speak on that one, Mr. Connected. Hey, the Bible says he who keeps company with the wise shall be wise, but he who keeps company with fools, some people say they should be fools. No, no, it says they shall be destroyed. Oh, and wow. That's a heavy word. Wow. <laughs> that's a heavy word. That means you just blew up your hopes and your dreams. Yeah. Yeah, by association. Wow. So in these connections, like the average person says, well, okay, well, I love to make these connections, but I don't know where to go. I don't know where these people are. How do you, how do they find these connections? And when they find them, what do they do? You see somebody famous or somebody rich. Oh, there's Oprah. Hi, Oprah. And you don't know what to say. You're stuck. Or you don't even say anything. You walk across the street and just look. And wish you had said something, but you didn't because you didn't know what to say. How do you find those connections? How do you, how do you create those relationships? Well, number one, you got to go where, where they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It goes back to what are you willing to invest in? Yeah. Some rooms you got to pay to get in to get the knowledge. Yeah. But right there alongside the knowledge is the connections. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Right. You can't sit at home and become connected. Yeah. yeah. I'll give you an example. There's this writer I like. Her name is Pam uh, Grout. She wrote, you may have heard of her before. Mm-hmm. She wrote this book called Living Big. Matter of fact, not too long ago, you you interviewed somebody that I've been stalking for years, uh, Lori Langemeyer. Ah, okay. I've been stalking her for years. Matter of fact, pretty much everybody you know I've been stalking for years. But Pam Grout, uh, I said, man, I really want to meet her. She was having a workshop in San Diego. Mm-hmm. I flew from Houston to San Diego just to attend her workshop, just to meet her, met some amazing people in the room we still have relationships with yeah. to this day. 
you got to sometimes say, this is what I want my life to look like. Mm -hmm. This is where those people are hanging out. Let me go sit at their feet and see what I can learn yeah. that's going to change the quality of my life. They're not going to bring it to you. It's not going to always be free to get into the room. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you got to be willing to pay for not just the connections, but the knowledge you're going to receive. Golden tickets, tickets to the next level cost. Amen. You're Amen. not going to get them for free. Amen. My wife always talks about you have to get in that room. Whether you serve your way in that room, you can pay your way into that room, but you got to get in the room. And you have to do it, but you, first of all, you got to show up. So now, as I'm listening to you talk, and you're telling your story, and you're giving this expert, um, this expert advice and expert counsel, um, the next thing I want to talk about is confidence. Mm. How does a person find the confidence? See, so you've been doing this, and I'm, I'm watching you, and I know when I speak, it's like a quiet intensity. It's in you now. So how did it begin for you? Was it a time that you didn't feel like you had the confidence to step outside of the norm? You know what, Dr. Dilley, I think that's another one of those things that you have to be willing to invest in. And when I say invest, let me tell you, I want to just clarify and quantify. I'm not just always talking about money. That's right. That's right. When I flew to San Diego, yes, it cost me, mm -hmm. but it also cost me my time. Mm -hmm. It also cost me my energy. Right. It also cost me planning. I had to be deliberate about this trip that I wanted to take. I had to be intentional. Dr. Dilley, I've done over 5,000 live stream videos. Yeah. Malcolm Gladwell talks about the 10,000 hour rule. I don't even want to ask you how many stages you've been on. So hmm. when people come to me and say, well, you're a natural, I say, well, now, even T.D. Jakes had his first sermon. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. We yeah. all start from what you know the Bible says don't despise small beginnings. So yes, my first time I was nervous. I remember when I used to hit that live video button, man, I'd be shaking like I had uh uh Down syndrome man or uh, uh, uh Asperger's yeah. that I would be I would be so nervous. Mm -hmm. But you don't get better if you don't do it. Yeah. And see, most people want to go from zero to expert. Not realizing mm -hmm. that repetition is the mother of all skill. There is a place where you got to stop and study to show yourself approved. You got to read and practice. Jordan didn't just come out the womb hitting shots. Oprah didn't mm -hmm. just come out the womb being an amazing interviewer. Bill Gates yeah. didn't come out the womb creating software. There was a space in time where they all had to sit. Mm -hmm. uh, what's his name? Robert Green. Robert Green wrote 48 Laws of Power. He also right. wrote a book called Mastery. Mm -hmm. And he talks about how Charles Darwin yeah. considered to be the father of evolution, but Charles Darwin had a mentor that he sat with yeah. for six to seven years to learn about evolution. Where are you sitting and studying yeah. and understanding that it's part for the course no, you don't just go from zero to expert. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so amazing because I was having this conversation with my team, and I know uh, that everyone with JD3TV, everyone inspired to speak, they, they think that we may have had a conversation yesterday, but we haven't. I've been running <laughs> around. We haven't spoken since the first time we spoke. Right. 
Well, the first thing I'm going to say that I, I want to thank you so much. Uh, my wife, I've never seen, my wife does not eat a lot of sweets. She enjoys a nice piece of carrot cake, but she backs up. She ate that cake. She oh. gave one piece of that cake left. It was one piece, it was one piece two pieces left. So she gave away that one piece. And I know it was good because everybody was just smacking and yumming around. So I know it was good. So I want to thank you for that and for the kind gifts that you sent us. And I hope you got what we sent you. I did. I told her. All right. Very good. Very good. Because that came from uh, Isaiah Thomas. It's special. I know. We know yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Me, you know, that's my favorite drink, champagne. Yes. Well, yeah. Well, there it is. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. So I want to thank you because that was uh, certainly it showed your heart, you know, and I'm really thankful even for the gesture of it that you would be so kind to do that. So I really appreciate that. We really did. Just want to let you know that. Okay, so let's get back to it. We're gonna let's get back in that saddle now. We got about three, four, three minutes before the next commercial break. So now, okay, a person we talked about confidence. Okay, is you got to show up in everyone. You got to make the investment. And it's not always money, but you got to be able to pay the price for it, no matter what it is. You got to read books because leaders are readers. Not all not all readers are leaders, but all leaders are readers. They know their stuff. They know their space. So if you were to tell a person uh, three keys to them creating, uh, to, to being able to put themselves on path and purpose to break the, the, the bondage of their thinking that they have now. Most people suffer from a poverty of their imagination, a weakness for their from attention. How do they move from where they are right now? What's the first step you would give them before they even come to your your your, your course and go through it to, to be able to say, okay, I want to see counsel. What does that mean? Who do I see? What do I ask? What do I do? Because they think they're going to make a fool out of themselves. They won't even try. They avoid the pain, perceived pain. So, right. so what are the steps for a person to just begin to move in that direction? Give us a can you give? Can I tell you what? Give us a story of someone you work with who may have had some apprehension, some fear, and how did they navigate through that? Absolutely. Now I'll talk about my uh, CFO Chanel Blackmore. You may have uh, did you engage with Chanel yet? I'm not sure, but. Uh, I'm no well. Let's talk about this. Chanel have known me eight years. Mm-hmm. Chanel spent her first two years watching me. Okay. Okay. That's number one. Find people you like that that speak to your spirit, and watch them. They ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Spend some time watching them. How they build relationships. How they interact with people. So she spent her first two years watching me. Mm-hmm. She spent her next two years serving for me. Everywhere I went, everything I needed, she volunteered. I'll do this. I'll do that. She didn't have a problem with it. It got her closer to the inner circle. It got her opportunity to to really see, is this something she wanted to invest in? Again, some movement, better than no movement. Some of y'all will sit back, watch me, and wait three or four years, five or six years, and not do anything. So first two years, she served the next, the first two years she watched, the next two years she served. Yeah. The next two years she became a client. Okay. And now she's my CFO. Wow. So it is true. Eighty percent of success, first of all, comes from showing up, and once you show up, it comes from your psychology. How you think? If you, you show for? up, if you show up to the right places, your mind will shift as you go. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. So let's talk about um, let's talk about some of the programs, workshops, thing you do. Now you you had didn't I see you had, you had something? Was it Black Girl Magic? Was that it? Did I see that? 
Black Girl Prophets, that's what it was. Okay, Magic, that's another movie. Okay, wrong place. Yeah, Coming back. You were close. <laughs> no, it's not close. <laughs> but Black Girl Prophets. No, that was uh, the, the girls that were running for, for, uh, uh, for Congress. Okay, I got it. I'm back. Okay, Black Girl Prophets. What is Black Girl Prophets? Why Black Girl Prophets? Why was that important to you? So Black Girl Prophets is my version of what it takes African-American women coming from my point of view. See, I've spent the last nine years serving all women, but I wanted to give African-American women something that coming from my point of view mm -hmm. that I could let them leverage yeah. so that they didn't have to try to fit into somebody else's shoes. Okay, well, hold on one second. Hold that thought. They couldn't fit in somebody else's shoes. We're going to take another quick commercial break. We're going to talk about JD3 TV coming to you soon. We're launching in the next three weeks. We'll be right back with Danielle on the other side. <laughs> we are live on the red carpet. We're having a great time. Amazing. What a fabulous crowd tonight. It's moving. It's going to be a changer for all. Amazing. It's been a long time coming. For sure. See, a lot of times what happens, you don't need a business coach to be nice to you. You need a business coach to be honest with you. You need a business coach to understand that these are the things you've got to do to run that company. Become that person that you want to become. You want to strengthen your strengths and hire your weaknesses. Dr. James Denley is a world-renowned speaker, author, business sculptor, and philanthropist. He and his team of experts of excellence are committed to shine the spotlight on real people with real stories, real voices, one real at a time. This show demonstrates the power of the human potential to overcome, create, serve, and succeed. Welcome to The James Denley Show. We are back with Reverend Dr. Danielle Whittingham. And don't forget, go to Limitless2021.com and get your complimentary ticket. You got one more week to get those tickets at no cost. And we've got some exciting things coming up that you don't want to miss. But on top of that, that's going to be the pre-launch of JD3 TV, this incredible network. And then in April, we're going to have uh, Dr. Winningham in person, up close in person, virtually live. How we might hologram you in because we have that as well. And she's going to be our featured speaker as we launch 
our network. And I'm so honored to that you said yes. And I want to thank you for saying yes to us because uh, whatever you're doing, we want to get behind it and help you fly, boy. Just go higher. I just like seeing you go up there. So. So now let's talk about uh, let's talk about some stories. Some uh, we talked about one, but you have any other stories of people that you work with, and maybe they went through some adversities, and how did they overcome those adversities, and what happened to where are they now, so to speak? You know, the biggest thing is mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when it comes to earnings, and and we in general tend to look at money the way money has Im- impacted us. Let me give you an example. Yeah. If you feel like you were a single mother and you struggle financially and you create a program for single mothers, you will tend to think they won't have the money to pay you because looking in the mirror, you didn't have the money to afford something like that. So you will count billions of people out because of your particular affiliation with money. Mm-hmm. And it's just not true. Money is broader than that. It's bigger than that. I, I saw where you had posted something that money goes where it's appreciated. There's a book by Dan Kennedy called uh, uh, The Alchemy of Money. I think it's. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Almost alchemy is what it's called. But mm-hmm. he talks about money goes where it's appreciated, where it's checked on. Do you call the bank every day and check on your money? Do you go through your statements or are you in denial about your money? You know, are you earning it? Are you taking good care of it and investing it? Are you putting some away for tomorrow? Do you expect it? And how do you treat it when it shows up? Yeah. 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 And most of us don't know how to build a positive relationship with money. And therefore, our relationship stays negative and we're almost rebelling. The very thing we need to live. Yeah. You know, I was in this mastermind just this last week. I came I just left yesterday and there was a young young man there. He was from uh, India and he passed out to all the group. Now, in this room, you've got people who sold companies for twenty five billion. You got Kevin Harrington, the original shark from Shark Tank. You've got I mean, they're in there. It's all about how we help each other. And uh, he passed to everyone out a, a little old copy of the Constitution, which I never had. I said, oh, cool. I got the Constitution. I looked at that since I was in school. Okay, great. But it was a $5 bill in each one. He asked us to pull out the $5 bill and hold it up. And he put some things on the screen. And he said, he just some questions. Hello, money. How are you? I love you. Where have you been? What are you here to do? How long will you stay? Where are you going? There's a lot of little hidden things that I found in there. Why is, is it you think, well, you said it because of the way that we're, we're raised. But so many people, um, they even try to defend and say, well, the Bible says money's the root of all evil. They'll say that. So, yeah, but the Bible also says money answereth all things. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know when he put a TH on it, baby, when he say answereth. That's rough. <laughs> you know, he's serious about it, right? Absolutely. When you put two more letters on answer, that's that's a big yeah. answer. We stretch an answer out here. Yeah. All right. All right. So with money, what are some, you know, we always say that uh, one success can be someone else's miracle. And when we decide not to win, somebody else loses. So let's tie this to legacy. What is your definition of legacy? And what do you do to help people define a legacy? And why is it important? 
So I, I think my best definition of legacy is how will my kids live and how does that differ versus how I grew up and how will their grandkids live with how their grandkids live. How long can we keep the ball yeah. rolling? You know, the Bible says a wise man mm -hmm. leaves an inheritance for his children's children. I don't want my children to start from scratch. Yeah. We've got to start making sure that we don't just have the money now, but we got the insurance policies and the things that guarantee them the trust funds so they can't just run through it, mm -hmm. the right paperwork and contracts so they can't spend it all. Yeah. You know, we got to make sure we have those things in place yeah. to give our children and our children's children a fighting chance. Yeah. So you teach people about trust funds as well? I don't. Let me tell you one thing I do. Mm -hmm. I do what I'm good at and I hire experts for the rest. Amen, amen, amen. And I'm a firm believer in hiring the person that is best equipped. I think that a jack of all trades is a master of none. Mm -hmm. You want somebody to help you make more money in your business, to launch an, a venture and make money, to help you monetize, mm -hmm. to help you have a more stiffer bottom line. All those things are me. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, I, I stay in my lane. I stay in my lane. I hog. Yeah. yeah, and own that lane. And you, 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 you hire out the rest. And, you know, for everyone out there, you know, even if you're going to get a, a real estate attorney, interview them. You don't just hire them because they have a, a title. First of all, do they have any real estate of their own? Right. You know, a laboratory with just everybody. <laughs> you know, you've got to interview people when you want to bring them to your space because you don't oh, know. So ask questions. Corporate America yeah. says hire slow and fire fast. It's nothing wrong with asking people Let's try this out. Let's mm -hmm. tread lightly. Let Come on board for this project. I've learned that everybody ain't who they say they are when it comes to doing the work. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. give people a chance to show you who they yeah. are. I met Bill Washington, his son, in really? Vegas in 2014. Really? Okay. I did. They had an event at the... What's the real... Mm -mm. Was it the Rio or the Palms or, mm -mm. or maybe uh, Melande Bay? Mel uh, the one with the, the rides at the top. Oh, God, dog. Uh, oh, God. It wasn't, it's not Melande Bay. It's, um, uh, I know what it is. I know what something it is. Something, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing, Mary? You know, I've been knowing uh, Austin since he was about like one years old. One years old. Uh, we raised each other's kids. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They asking questions. Somebody said, what is the best way for a single woman to set up a business as an LLC? Mm -hmm. That's called contact your accountant. Mm -hmm. See, just because you're a single woman doesn't mean that mm -hmm. gives you an automatic answer. Are you here in a household? Do you have ch young children, big children? How much money do you make every year? There's some critical questions that your accountant or bookkeeper mm -hmm. should be able to answer for you, for you to best structure your business and business structures changes. Mm -hmm. I started as an LLC. I'm moving into a corporation structure. Why? Because I don't want to carry the tax liability. I want to get paid like a worker and I want to pay tax. Okay. For what I make as a worker, I want to put everything else into the business. Just like Jeff Bezos pays $17 worth of tax. I want to do the same thing. <laughs> exactly. Amen. I had missed that question. I look. I got to put on my my twenty two dollars uh, mm -hmm. eyeglasses. I mean, eyeglasses. 
So I'm not at home in my studio. No, I got you. Oh, uh, thank you so much. Keep well, keeping. Malicia said, "What is the best way to invest? Grow five thousand, uh, five hundred to a thousand dollars in twenty twenty one? Everybody mm -hmm. might not agree with this, but if you read the news, and I was talking to Kara, and I said, okay, after this whole thing, I'm gonna get into the stock market. But right now, they're having a stock market war where the little man is is making them hedge funds hedge their bets higher." Because they bid on trash stock like game stock. So I'm going to let them get through fighting. But right now, to me, your best investment of $500 or $1,000 is always in your business. Who can you hire that will help you make more money? Who can you bring on board that will help you make more money? What kind of advertising campaign can you do to get that three or four clients that's going to add an extra fifty dollars to $100,000 a year? to your bottom line. Forbes did a study and said out of all of the women, over 50% of new businesses are started by women, but the mass majority of them fail to scale beyond $50,000 a year. And I can tell you for African-American women, the number is half of that because we crunch the numbers. Yeah. Don't be afraid to spend money to get a client. That's the best money that you'll ever spend. Yeah, yeah, you have to make that investment in your business and there's a cost for customer acquisition you have to find out what that cost is and know your numbers and then work on it from there work on it there now we talked about scale uh one of the favorite words you know uh, you know marketing can get you revenue branding can get you scale because branding is a living thing so what do you what are your thoughts about well first of all i'm gonna let me i don't want to don't even answer that let's talk about how can people get in contact with you what's the first step where are we going to go and where are we going to end up if they stay laser focused? Where are we going? You know, the first step is, and I do have a download for them. I, my programs to me are like transportation. I have programs that will cost you $29 a month, but it's going to get you there. Mm -hmm. But that's like catching a bus with everybody else. Okay. Mm -hmm. I got a program that'll cost you $59 a month. That's going to let you sit in the front of the bus. I got programs all the way up to $50,000 a year. You may say that's crazy, but that's your private jet. Yeah. Everybody should have programs at that level. Mm -hmm. No matter where you are in your journey, if you're looking to grow the profits in your business based on your budget, I can help you. But you have to understand that there's two things involved. The speed in which you want to take this journey, because you know a private jet, you ain't even got to wait on everybody else for the plane to take off. You go out on the tarmac when you and your people are seated and they get clearance from ground control, you can leave. Right. In a bus, I don't know if you remember them uh, Greyhound buses from days gone by, but we stopped in every little city. A two-hour trip would take you nine hours. Yeah. <laughs> and you get that smell like pound cake and fried chicken because everybody had some food to eat. <laughs> on the Greyhound. So how fast you go on the journey is 100% up to you and how much time, sweat equity, and revenue you're willing to invest in your journey. But we absolutely have something for everybody and everything we do is bottom line focused. Yeah. When, when you look at your life and you think about you know, I got a chance to meet your husband. You know, he's really cool. We got to go out there and ride around with our, with our tops down on the cards. Um, when you look at your life, what are the things you really love to do? 
I do love to read. Mm -hmm. I do. I do love to spend time with him. Uh, riding around. I love the beach. I love the water. Yeah, we love Orlando. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you do polo or not, but they have one of the best polo men's outlets in Orlando for big and tall men. Okay, the section is big as a. Oh my goodness, the biggest three or four polo stores. Wow, wow. Okay. I'll let you know that we stayed in Kissimmee before mm -hmm. at resorts out there. We love to travel. Yeah. But one of the things I'm finding right now, Dr. Dilly, is I just love to be free. Yeah. I love to be free to do what I want to do, when I want to do it. Even I don't want no itinerary. I don't want this big list of stuff. I don't want to feel like I got to fit everything into this trip. Yeah. If I want to do it today at four o'clock, I want to do it. And if I change my mind, I want that to be okay too. Amen to that. Now tell everybody your website. It's going to lower third. However, some people are listening in uh, through Voice America as well. So tell everybody your website. Yep, it's www.blackgirlprofits.com or www.mynamedanielwinningham.com. Somebody asked what grants are available for someone with no money to help them build their business. If you go to that page, I do have a list of 20 grants that everybody should know about mm -hmm. and apply for annually, as well as I got a list of 21 ways uh, for you to increase your revenue in 2021. Amen. All on the same page. And you got a free download? Which one is the free download? Both of them. Oh, both of them. All oh, that's for free? <laughs> All that's for free, sir. Oh, yes, sir. my goodness. See, you see, you uh, <laughs> under-promise and over-delivered. Here we go. All right, folks, you hear, you heard her. They're, they're free, so there's no excuses. Go get that. And I want you to not just to get it, but I want you to study it and then to go through it again. And then I want you to reach out to her team, to Danielle's team, and you need to work with her because she's actually doing it. And she's very modest, but she is extremely successful, extremely kind. But she don't play, but she's a lot of fun. But she ain't going to play with you. <laughs> I heard Bill Walsh say, you don't need a business coach to be nice to you. That's you need right. a business coach to be honest to you. I'm going to be honest to you. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's one of my closest friends. So uh, bless his heart. And I watched him from the very beginning and what he did to build an empire. And then... I helped him and he helped me and I helped him and he has helped me and I love him to death. So anytime you want to come hang out with our crew, I love to come hang out with yours. Uh, we got to go, but do you have any final thoughts? We got about 60 seconds. No, I'm good. I just want to thank you, your wife. You guys have been amazing. I think you guys are truly a testament to giving back and helping others. And I promise to pay it forward. Yeah. Yeah, she is awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for being with us. I look forward to having being with us once again and talking to the Entrepreneur Forum, really empowering and impacting entrepreneurs. Anything that we can do to serve you, you just call me and it is done. There is no saying no when it comes to you, unless you call and ask for a whole lot of money. Then I got to turn to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of our show, folks. Remember, in our world, we don't think outside the box because in reality, there is no box. Thank you for listening to The James Dentley Show. Be sure to join James for another inspiring show next Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you here next week.